Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have some doctors or like medical professional people who have patients that are like, oh, I forgot to mention. And it changes everything. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, a lady presented with acute abdominal pain. An MRI indicated that she was pregnant. She knew she was pregnant and didn't tell me. That could kill your baby. Stupid. Uh, my dad had a patient who forgot to mention they had situs inversus, meaning the arrangement of the organs were a mirror image of normal anatomy. They only mention it after a few minutes of my dad having a hard time hearing their heartbeat. <laughs> That's so like everything is on the opposite side? Yeah, of what's quote unquote normal. Ooh, that's weird. Yeah. That would be something you would need to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. Were a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> that would definitely help. <laughs> uh, while I was cleaning someone's teeth, we were chatting and the patient mentioned how he had an a heart attack and a bypass a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Uh, sir, I don't think this is the best time for a dental cleaning. Go home and recover. <laughs> so I always ask, any changes in your health, recent surgeries, or hospitalization? Oh, my gosh. A uh, doctor here, I had a baby come in for surgery. The parents reported no prior history. I asked why the baby has a G-tube, which is a feeding tube, implanted in the abdomen. The parents said, oh, he has laryngomalacia. Floppy airway that won't get in the way during the surgery where I have to intubate. So they had. What? Is, what the, people are stupid. Yeah. I was working on a general medic unit. The patient was in his 20s with a new joint pain, UTI symptoms, and a painful eye. We were thinking of reactive arthritis. I said, sir, I've got a lab work, I've got your lab work back as we talked about this morning. There seems to be some inflammation going on. The most common cause of this condition is food poisoning or an STI like chlamydia. I asked earlier, but just to confirm, have you had any recent tummy bugs? Patient, no. Me, so no recent dodgy takeaways or barbecues, no random vomiting or diarrhea? Patient, not at all. Me. Okay, have you ever had sex? Patient, no. Me, just to confirm, that means any sexual activity at all, meaning oral, anal, vaginal. Patient, no. Me, okay, that's unusual. I'm going to go chat with my consultant. I'll be right back. Patient, I've got something I'd like to add about that, though. I've started urinating what looks like pus. Could I have caught chlamydia from that girl I slept with a few weeks ago? What? Me internally. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> what? Um. Were they so on the same planet at the time of this conversation? What? <laughs> I. This is why I don't deal with people. This is it. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> that was a pretty straightforward question. 100%. You know? And a straightforward answer. That was a lie. 
What the fuck? <laughs> it sounds like he didn't understand what the question was, but it was, like I said, There's it was no very way. straightforward. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, ER nurse here. Last month, an older gentleman came in complaining of having recently fallen a few times in two weeks and feeling lightheaded, weak, and fatigued. We'd asked a bunch of questions, but it was only while we were taking off his street clothes and putting him into a gown did we notice he had an implanted pacemaker. The doc asked, oh, when did you have a pacemaker put in? The patient said, about five years ago, but I went to the clinic a couple of days ago and they said the pacemaker wasn't functioning. Oh my God. The doctor threw up his arms and walked out of the room. was falling and feeling weak because his heart wasn't being paced <laughs> to beat properly and pump blood adequately to his body and brain. The doctor was like, I fucking give up. <laughs> I get it, though. I get it. <laughs> I do, too. Holy shit. Imagine how many people they run into daily. Oh, my God. I, I, How do they not choke people? I don't know. God, that's another part of their job that's just so hard. I know. Holy the shit. The whole thing. I couldn't do it. No. Next one, we had a patient who had come into our obstetrics and gynecology department with complaints of vaginal bleeding and vague abdominal pain for the second time in a month. She assumed it was regular menses, probably due to hormonal imbalance or stress, and wanted some medication for it. While she was talking to us, she suddenly felt weak and fainted. Once she gained consciousness, she assured us she was fine, and it was probably because she'd skipped breakfast that morning. We asked her to get a pregnancy test done just in case, along with a routine ultrasound. But she said she was absolutely fine and just needed some medication to make her periods regular. At our insistence, she got a pregnancy test done and it was positive. Turns out it was a ruptured ectopic and she was going into shock because of the bleeding, hence the fainting. Thankfully, we were able to manage her immediately um, on probing further, we realized that she had previous history of ectopic pregnancy, but didn't think it was significant enough to mention. <laughs> what? People are idiots. I mean, especially if, you, like, if you know, obviously she knew what was going on. Oh, my God. I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. I went to see someone who had been shot in the arm. He was in complete pain, swearing at us, uncooperative, and wouldn't let us ask questions. We got him to the hospital ASAP and the police met us and asked if this was the guy who had been run over. We said no, but then the guy piped up that was he and he was actually run over by a car wheel. We had no idea. <laughs> That's interesting. Communication is important. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Especially when you're hurt. <laughs> I was still a student when this happened. A man in his 20s or 30s came into the ER with a headache. He said it was terrible, and it seemed so. Everybody thought it was a bad migraine be because he started vomiting. After that, I was asking him if this had ever happened before, and he told me that he was seeing a neurologist a year ago but lost the appointment and never went back. I saw the guys from neurology and told them about the guy, even when my superior had told me, to send him home. Something in my gut was telling me that there was something more. When they examined him, they ended up sending him to do a CT on his head 
He had a tumor covering almost half of his brain. Oh, my gosh. That was just a headache. And why did he have an appointment with the neurologist in the first place? <clears throat> I don't know. Probably because I mean, he was having some yeah, kind of problem. Yeah. And just decided, oh, well, well. It's just a headache. Oh, my gosh. Had a patient who came to the ED for body aches and a cough. When he came in, he denied all other symptoms. His vitals were stable, and he had no medical history. He just wanted some Tylenol and to go home. Why do people go to the hospital? And I Can I have some Tylenol? No, yeah, what? Go to the fucking drugstore. Seriously. We swapped for COVID and flu and all came back negative. As I was handing him some discharge paperwork, he casually mentioned that he had been coughing up blood for a couple of weeks. Oh, my God. Sure enough, bilateral pulmonary embolisms. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't a medical practitioner, but a caseworker. One dude had a noticeable drinking problem, like physically damaging. I asked if he had been drinking recently. He said, not really, just a case last night. <laughs> but not really. Not really. <laughs> to him, that probably wasn't that much. Yeah. A friend of mine mentioned in passing to her doctor that she had some pain in her eye when she looked to the side. Her doctor immediately made an appointment with the ophthalmologist, and she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Oh. Because they had caught it early, very little damage had been done, and she was doing really well. Wow. Hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. Uh, we had a man in his late 50s come in for a clavicle x-ray. He was very much his age and demographic. He was very skilled in carpentry and a hard worker, but took poor care of his physical health. He told us he hadn't been to the doctor for anything in almost 10 years before this. Two weeks before going to urgent care, he fell from a 10-feet ladder at work. Walked it off, as men do uh, often do. The pain got worse. It started to affect his gait and ability to walk in general. He was swollen all over one side of his chest. His boss basically told him to either go to the doctor or don't come back because it wasn't okay. They were worried about him, and also it was a liability. Uh, but the man had been working and walking around with an almost fully vertical clavicle break, break floating in his shoulder for two weeks. Ugh. One of the most what-the-fuck moments in my seven-plus years of healthcare. Oh, my God. Ow. <laughs> yeah. That's a very... That would... It seems like that would hurt. It would hurt. And like, yeah, you would like notice that shit. Yeah. And it's like, he, there's no way you would think that he'd be able to like lift his arms and. Yeah. Exactly. That's crazy. I think you would have a hard time doing anything. Mm hmm. Okay. I wear contacts and went in for a simple routine eye checkup. The doctor asked me if I had any concerns. I almost didn't say anything, but mentioned it's not really bothersome, but I have little light halos in my peripheral vision only no big deal she says okay we'll just run some extra tests half an hour later she took my hands and said i need you to go to the er right now and get an mri and ct scan my optic nerves were severely swollen which made her wonder what else in my head like my brain could be swollen which meant a possible tumor the scariest night of my life thank goodness it was not a tumor but imaging and tests show i have an intracranial hypertension. My body overproduces cerebrospinal fluid, which puts pressure on my brain and optic nerves. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah I guess, like, even if you think it's insignificant, you might want to mention it. 
yeah. I went to the doctor with totally unrelated issue and casually mentioned at the end that I thought my neck looked fuller on one side. I assumed swollen lymph, lymph nodes as my son had just started daycare and we were constantly sick with something. She felt around and told me that it felt close to my thyroid. Turns out I had thyroid cancer that had spread to my lymph nodes and was hidden under a muscle. So even at my physical a month prior, she hadn't noticed anything. I'm forever thankful for my own absurd vanity that I mentioned it. <laughs> when we had a kid come in the ER, he was bouncing on a trampoline the day before and hurt himself. The following day, it hurt too much, so his parents took him to the ER. He wasn't crying and could move, move fine. He had a helical fracture up his entire leg. Uh-huh. How in the hell was he walking on it for a day? Ah. Ew. Yikes. Like. I guess. Up? I, yeah. Oh. Like his entire leg. Oh, that does not sound good. Ow. Poor thing. I had a lot of cavities filled when I was 16, cut to 11 years later, and I'm in labor getting a spinal block for an emergency C-section. The anesthesiologist asked if I had ever had oral surgery. I said no, because I thought that root canals or extractions didn't count. During the procedure, I could feel a dull pain and burn at the incision. It was so uncomfortable, I had to request more pain medication. All went well, and my son was delivered healthy. Later, the anesthesiologist said that feeling during surgery was not normal and asked me to open my mouth. I did, revealing my silver fillings, and the doctor gave me a wild look. I felt so dumb for not even considering that. Okay. I guess it is surgery. I mean, it doesn't really feel like You wouldn't think of that as surgery, I guess. And those are mine for the beginning. Okay, this week I did scary stories. I was driving home from work at 2 a.m. I'm a nurse and I live in a small city. The roads were totally deserted and it was a freezing night. I don't live far from work, maybe a couple of miles. I'm driving down a residential street around the corner from my house and I see a man laying face down in the street. Now remember, I'm a nurse. My first thought was, great, gotta help this guy up. I was coming off a long shift and falls happen all the time. As I slowed down the car... I suddenly realized what an idiot move that was. I'm a hundred pound woman and I don't carry any weapons. I thought I should do something to help the guy, so I called 911 as I drove past him and slowed to a stop at the end of the block. While I was stopped at the light, I explained to the dispatcher that there was a man in the road who might need assistance. All of a sudden, I hear a loud bang, bang on the driver's side window. I screamed and looked over. A man was pounding on my window and jiggling the handle of my locked car. I looked in the rearview mirror and saw that there was no man laying in the street. Still on the phone with 911, I screamed, I'm so scared, to the dispatcher and floored it through the red light. I quickly told him what had happened, and even though I was right by my house, he told me to keep driving. After a few minutes, I had calmed down, and he told me to loop back around. I pulled over down the road from my house and stayed in the car. I didn't see the man anywhere, so I got off the phone with the dispatcher, who told me he was sending a police car to cruise the area. As I gather up my things, I do a final scan of the area, and I see the man. He is walking with two other men. Oh. I lurched, hun- I hunched way down in my car until they were far down the road, then bolted into my house. Holy shit, that's creepy. 
Do not stop for people on the road. No, you can't. Unfortunately, you can't. Yeah. When I was really little, my parents would let me stay up late on the weekends and watch TV until I fell asleep. I really loved these times, and I would stay up later than anybody else just because I could. Well, one night, I was almost asleep on the couch when I heard a noise on our front porch. It was the sound of our old-fashioned porch swing moving back and forth. I was a little scared, so I crept toward the bay windows of my living room and peeked out towards the porch. Sitting on the porch swing was an older woman, probably in her 50s, wearing nothing but a nightgown, covered in blood and holding a huge kitchen knife. I flipped out immediately and ran screaming into my parents' room, but was too terrified to form words. My parents saw that I was upset, but when I was finally able to tell them what I saw... My dad got really angry and told me that it was just a dream and to go back to bed. I refused and kept crying and screaming until he had had enough and snatched my arm and dragged me towards the front door to prove that nothing was there. I kicked and screamed all the way trying to make him stop, but he kept pulling me. Finally, we got to the door. He unlocked it and swung it open and said, See, there's nothing that... To this day, I have never seen the look of fear and shock that was on his face... When that woman turned and stared at both of us and slowly stood up with the knife. (laughs) My dad slammed the door shut and got my mom to call the police while he went and got his gun. He went back to the door with the 12 gauge and cracked the door open enough to stick the barrel out. He asked her what she was doing and she said, somebody killed my husband, but it wasn't me. My dad told her that the police were coming and she freaked out, grabbed the knife and walked away. The police found her 15 minutes later trying to break into one of our neighbor's houses. I've never slept in the living room again. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's That's what the dad gets. Seriously. Like, they're going to make that up in the middle of the night. Oh, my gosh. That's so creepy. Happened to a friend of mine. It was about 1 a.m. and he heard a noise outside his front door. His front yard is really dark, so he looked through the peephole rather than opening the door. He couldn't see anything, but could tell something was below the peephole. He decided to open the door slowly, and as soon as he did, an older lady, whose face was covered in blood and only wearing a t-shirt, no underwear or pants, tried to run into his house. Mm. He slammed the door on her and called the cops. While waiting for the cops, he kept looking out the little hole on the door, and every so often she would scurry back and forth on his front lawn. I wasn't there, but I picture it like the alien at the birthday party in Signs. (laughs) So the cops finally show up and detain the woman, and they get to the bottom of the story. It turns out the woman was his neighbor, and she was extremely drunk. She had been drinking and locked herself out of her house and tried to get back in by breaking the window with her face and hands. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was so scary. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I wouldn't have opened the door, though. No. Well... I would hope I wouldn't open (laughs) the door. Yeah, never know. (laughs) My family has lived in rural Nebraska since they immigrated from Germany in the mid-1800s. Near the turn of the century, disease was pretty rampant in the homesteading area, and it killed off members of almost every family. When someone died from illness, time was of the essence in burying them as not to let the virus spread from the deceased to the living. This meant no wake periods. So an aunt of some unknown number of greats preceding her relationship to me dies of some disease and she gets buried in the family cemetery on the homestead. The dogs were very fond of her, so it wasn't too surprising that after the funeral, the two dogs stuck near the grave. 
The rest of the family began to think something of it when a week and a half later, the dogs were still visiting her grave almost constantly. But they weren't just at the grave. They were visibly distressed, frantic, and often barking while there. This goes on for maybe two weeks when the family decides to check it out. They dig the casket up and open it. The deceased hair has all been pulled out. Her fingers are raw and bloody and mangled and from where mangled from where on the inside of the casket door they can see deep scratches in the wood. She was comatose when they buried her and she came to while underground spending probably her last five or so days alive in a buried casket. Hell no. It's awful. Luckily though when you hear those stories it's it seems like it's always from back oh, in the day yeah. you know. When I was about seven years old, I went on a walk with my babysitter. We were walking back a mile or so to my house on a fairly busy road, and about halfway there, she see, she says we should play Simon Says. At first, we walk faster, then skip, and then jog lightly. Then she says, Simon Says, run as fast as you can. Simon Says, turn here. I was slightly confused, but played along. As we turned down the driveway, I looked back and saw two guys chasing after us, one with a bat and the other with a knife. Oh my god. We ran up to a house and some old people living there let us in, thankfully. At the time, I didn't grasp how fucked up it was that we were getting chased, and I still have no clue why they were. Oh my god. So she was trying not to scare him yeah. or whatever. That was smart. pretty... Smart. Yeah. I have noticed that almost any time I am walking alone at night through my town, street lights turn off as I pass them. Not all of them, but enough to make me think something wants me to be in the dark. That's kind of creepy. There's those people that whenever they're around lights or whatever, they could like flicker or go on or off or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember what they're called. but mm. About a year ago in my final semester in college, I worked at a department store in the mall. I didn't have a car yet, so I asked for day shifts because it was a two-hour bus ride back home. So basically, if I had a closing shift, I'd get done at 11 but not get home until 1 a.m. But sometimes I'd be given closing shifts, much to my annoyance since I had a 6.45 a.m. class and my mother's worry because who wants their kid on public transport that late? Sometimes she could come and get me, but it'd be too much of a hassle to get my younger sister out that late and such, so I never asked her. My managers, being the jerks that they were, gave me a week of closing shifts, knowing my situation. I was pissed, but whatever. One night, I had just finished my shift, got on the bus, I sat in the back, and was minding my own business when my iPod died. I was annoyed, but I just kept my earbuds in and occupied myself by playing a crossword on my phone. About two seats behind me, I hear these guys speaking Spanish. Now, my stepmother is Puerto Rican, so while I understand a fair bit of Spanish, I don't speak it. So I hear them talking, but I don't pay attention because it's rude to eavesdrop, and all until they say, that black girl up there. Then my ears perk up. I keep my earbuds in so they think I can't hear them and continue listening. What they're saying is horrific. To paraphrase, they knew my stop, second to last one before the bus gets back to the terminal, and while my stop is at the front of my neighborhood, it's got no street lights and at this time of night, empty. And to put it simply, we're planning on snatching that piece of ass up. I was about 20 minutes away from home, so I knew I had to act quickly. Since I knew they could see me, they were two seats behind me, but like across, if that makes sense. I pretended to play on my phone, oblivious, while I was actually texting my mom. 
Mom, can you please meet me at the bus at the bus stop? Five minutes go by, no answer. We're getting closer to my stop, so I decide to call her cell. No answer. I call the house phone, and she finally answers. It's about 12.30 a.m., so she was asleep. I, did, I try to talk as cheer, cheerily and calmly as I can. This was our convo. Hey, Mom, did you get my text? Uh, no, what's up? Oh, I sent you a picture of these jeans I'm going to order online when I get home. I really need your opinion, so I really need you to look since the sale ends at 1 a.m. She gets the hint that I need her to look at her cell, so I say goodbye and hope for the best. We got to my stop and I see my mom's car. I snatch my shit up and hightail it off the bus. Uh, I don't even look behind me to see if they're following me. I jump in the car and tell my mom to just go. I look in the rear view and I see the guys staring at the car. The next morning, I called my job and told them I quit. No more public transport for me. Thanks to my stepmom for teaching me Spanish. Thanks to mom for getting the hint. Weird Spanish-speaking guys, let's not meet again. Wow. That would be super scary. Yeah, that's terrifying. My best friend at the time, same age as me, was my neighbor who lived with her mother and grandmother three houses down from mine. We had been friends since we were babies. We grew up together, went to the same school, moved in the same social circle, went on vacation together, shared clothes, CDs, food. We were basically sisters. Our families were close, etc. Her mom, early 30s at the time, was a single mom working as a secretary. They didn't have it bad. Between her salary and the grandmother's pension, they lived comfortably and without any major setbacks. Her mom started seeing a foreign guy who was in the country for business. He claimed to be from Spain, but he had a funny accent, as if he was originally from Italy or another non-Spanish-speaking country. He was supposedly rich, despite staying in a rinky-dinky hotel. The hotel did have a pool, though, lol. He would often show pictures of himself in a very luxurious residence. He said it was his house in Ibiza. Pictures of him driving a red sports car. Picture of him in front of the Eiffel Tower. Oh God, how innocent we were. And so on. After a month and a half or so of dating, my friend's mom said they were leaving the country in perhaps the next six to seven months. She was in love with him and he had promised her a life of luxury in Europe and everything was going to be perfect. The country they were moving to, Spain. Her and her daughter, the grandmother couldn't come, at least not yet. She was supposed to meet them in the future after they'd settled in. But at the same time, wasn't he rich? So many red flags. This is where I come in since I was such a good friends with Maritza. The guy had told Maritza's mom to bring me along for vacation. That it would be good for Maritza, making the transition easier. I was, of course, thrilled. A month in Europe with my best friend who was moving away and the idea of going to see her every summer and stay at her stepfather's mansion, it was a dream. My parents, of course, weren't so thrilled at first, but as they got to know him, they liked him and eventually he won them over too. Eventually, I even got a little weekend job as a waitress at my uncle's restaurant to help my parents with the plane ticket and other costs. We got my passport. We were ready to go. As the months went by, it became evident that I wasn't going to be able to go. The money I had saved wasn't enough. It didn't even cover half the ticket, and my parents couldn't come up with the money for the rest of the trip. A week or so before they left, the guy came to my house and talked to my parents. He offered to pay for my plane ticket. My parents politely declined. I was fuming. I swore I would never talk to my parents again. 
I didn't come out of my room for days. Eventually, I got over it, and when it was time to go to the airport to say goodbye to them, I did. We cried, we hugged, we promised each other we would meet up next summer. By then, I would already have the money saved. They left. We never heard from them again. The days went by and nothing. I remember the grandmother, the pain on her face, the nights she went on without sleeping. The nights she went on without sleeping. Home alone without her daughter and granddaughter, who were supposed to call her as soon as they arrived in Spain. And yet, they never did. Eventually, they were reported as missing. Surprisingly enough, the guy had given out his real name and last name the whole time. So after the cops got involved, turns out he had this huge record in Spain and Italy and had been in jail for drugs, prostitution, kidnapping, extortion, and God knows what else. The police told their family that they were most likely sold into a human trafficking ring, that this was very common, and that sadly there were too many cases like it. There was nothing to do but wait. Last time anyone saw them or had any register of them was at the airport in Seville when they arrived. Nothing else. Breaks my heart even to this day and to think that if my parents had said yes, I wouldn't be here today since chills down my spine. Sometimes I look Maritza up in Facebook in hopes that I'll find her. Maybe she regained her back her life and her freedom, but nothing ever shows up. The grandmother died in 2013, too, sadly, without ever seeing or hearing about her daughter and granddaughter again. And that's all I got for this week. That was terrifying and so sad. Yeah. All right. I have some unexplained spookiness. I worked at a bowling alley arcade laser tag place. Apparently, someone died in the laser tag area a year before I started working there. One night, we closed the arena for a few hours while I cleaned the arena with other employees. While we were cleaning, both of the main lights and decorative black lights went out. The whole room was pitch dark. It was the upper level of the arena when one of the guys behind me screamed at the top of his lungs. I saw that he was somehow barely dangling off the safety rail and yanked his arm back before he fell. He was really freaked out and said something cold had touched his back and pushed him. We all thought it was the ghost of the guy who died. The employee later quit because he was almost seriously injured inside that cursed arena. I lived in a house that was a party house before I moved in. My roommate's best friend, who also lived there, had died in the front yard saving someone else from the highway. Several years later, I was bouncing the friend's basketball on the front porch as my roommate was loading some stuff in his car to move for the semester. At some point, the ball ended up in the bushes by the door. I said bye to my roommate, and he left, and I went inside. A few hours later, I walked into the kitchen, and the basketball was on the island. I froze in the doorway for several seconds. This basketball had never been inside the house once in four years that I lived there. It still gives me chills any time I think about it. Hmm. That's creepy. Yeah. This didn't happen to me, but it happened to my mom's friend. One day, the friend and her sister were driving on the freeway. I don't remember how it happened, but the car crashed and flipped and rolled over five lanes. My mom's friend was the only one conscious. She was trapped under the steering wheel, and her sister's head was bleeding really bad. She said a normal-looking man wearing wearing white appeared out of nowhere and came up to them and took off his shirt and wrapped it around her sister's head and then left. Then the paramedics arrived and asked who wrapped the sister's head, and she told them. The paramedics asked where the man went, and she pointed in the direction he walked. The paramedics said they had just come from that direction, and no one was on the road for miles. 
They also said that if her head hadn't been wrapped, she would have bled out and died. Mm. Guardian wow. angel. Mm-hmm. I used to be a ghost tour guide in Colonial Williamsburg. One night shortly after the holidays, I was leading a, an extended 10 p.m. tour. We got to one of the stops, and I talked about the history of the location while a few people took pictures. After I was done talking, one of the guests comes up to me with her phone and said, I think you should see this. It was a picture of me standing right by my right shoulder was a large, dark figure with a smile that I can only de- describe as demonic. I cried, oh shit. We moved on with the tour pretty quickly after that. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Super creepy. When I was a senior in high school, my dad drove me across the state, New Mexico, to check out a college. We were in the middle of nowhere in the desert, and we needed gas. We saw a small station and pulled into it. There was a note taped on the pump that said, see cashier for payment. There was one car parked on the side of the building, and it didn't look like it had been there for, for long at all, but we didn't see a single person. We walked up to the building, and the door was locked. You could see the merchandise was still boxed up, and shelves were pretty empty. There was a door in the back that had a deep freeze pushed in front of it as if someone was trying to keep something or someone from being able to open it. It was so quiet and eerie. I looked at my dad and he looked at me and we quickly got into the car and got the hell out of there. To this day, I still wonder if someone was put in that back room or left for dead. We should have called someone and reported it. I think about it all the time. Could we have saved someone's life? Hmm. That's creepy, yeah. A few years ago, three friends and I went on vacation to a resort. On the third or fourth night, we all decided to crash early. I shared a room with one of the friends, and our other two friends shared the other room on a different floor. As I was laying in the bed about to fall asleep, I turned over in my bed and saw my friend walking around the room. I thought maybe he was texting his girlfriend or just restless. He moved out of my sight, and I felt my bed sink. I thought to myself, is he putting on shoes? Whatever, I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep. The next morning, I asked him where he went last night, and he said, what do you mean? I didn't go anywhere. I asked him why he was walking around the room then, and he said he thought that was me walking around. No one else had a key card to our room, yet we both saw someone walking around our room. That's so creepy. That's It's even creepier because they each thought it was each other. Yeah. And they're like, eh, whatever. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's actually hilarious, too. (laughs) When I was 12 or 13 years old, I was walking home from a friend's house after school and passed by a girl who appeared to be slightly younger than I was. She was soaking wet and looked seriously upset, so I asked her what was wrong, but she ignored me. I didn't think anything of it. When I got home, my father warned me about going near the lakes I had walked by. A 10-year-old girl had drowned in one of them the day before. Hmm. Sometime back in the early 90s, my then-girlfriend and I lived in a Victorian terraced house. One night, my girlfriend and I were laying in bed with the lights out. I was on my back with my eyes open. Slowly, a luminescent hollow ball faded into the view, seemingly made up of lots of very small, dim fluorescent rods. The ball was about a meter across and maybe a meter and a half above the middle of the bed. After a few seconds, it faded. I turned to my girlfriend and said, I just saw, and she said, a a ball of small lights floating over the bed. She had seen it too. We laid there shocked. Soon another hollow ball appeared. 
this time made up of dim fluorescent triangles. Again, this lasted a few seconds and faded away. It never happened again. I told the story to someone once and they wondered what would happen if we reached up to touch the strange objects. That's weird. It is weird. What the fuck is that? Last year, I had a very intense dream where my ex-boyfriend from 10 years ago came to visit me. It was so vivid. I could see all of his gray hairs and pores on his face. He said, I want you to know that you're very special to me. I mean it. We had a complicated relationship and he was not very good at expressing emotional stuff. In the dream, he had this sort of urgency to tell me this, and it seemed like he was really struggling to make sure I understood. I woke up right after he finished talking, and even though it was the middle of the night, I was wide awake. It was I was kind of shaken, but I recently had a baby, so I wrote it off as weird postpartum hormones and went back to sleep. About two weeks later, I found out that he had died by suicide. I'm an atheist, and so, he, so was he. I don't believe in ghosts, telepathy, or anything of that sort. But as much as I try to tell myself logically, this was just a coincidence, it still kind of messes me up. Mm. That would mess me up, too. Yeah. Once when I was 17, I was walking my dog and saw a large humanoid figure walking into the woods. It was sunset, so at first I thought it might be just shadows in the tree line. But the hair stood up on my dog's back like I'd never seen before. She growled at it, but didn't bark. I was kind of frozen in fear, but also just confused as to what I was looking at. The neighborhood speed sign was near it for reference, so I would say this thing was at least 10 feet tall. It had long, lanky legs and arms with thick black fur. It didn't look in my direction, just made a gentle stride right into the woods. I went back inside immediately and told my parents I still have no idea what the fuck that was. 10 feet? Was it Bigfoot? That's what it sounds like. It's a big, Bigfoot. This happened about 12 years ago. I lived on the first floor of a two-story building with my boyfriend. We had no pets and no kids. We shared a king bed, but had separate covers. I had reoccurring nightmares about a boy, maybe two years old, with blonde, bowl-cut hair, wearing denim overalls, but no shirt under, and no shoes. He would stand on my side of the bed and stare at me, watching me sleep. I'd wake up in panic, and he would vanish. One night, I fell asleep with my feet out of the covers. My boyfriend was sleeping next to me. I feel very gentle pressure on my left big toe, right where it joins to the rest of my foot. I was awake, but absolutely freaked out. I lasted a few minutes and then stopped. Eventually, I fell back asleep. Over the next month, this happened a few more times on different feet here and there. I didn't tell my boyfriend, worried he might laugh at me or not believe me. The next time it happened, it went on for a good 15 minutes. I closed my eyes and whispered, Hey, can you please let go of my toe? (laughs) Suddenly, the pressure left and I went back to sleep. I told my boyfriend about it the next day. He shrugged and said, okay, next time it happens, wake me up and I'll check for you. So a week or two went by with no foot touching. I hoped it was over. Nope. I felt it again. I tapped my boyfriend and he opened his eyes. He was awake. I said, he's got my foot. Look down for me. My boyfriend nodded, but didn't look down. He just stared at me and whispered back, I feel him too. From then on, he always believed me whenever weird shit happened in that apartment. By the way, we've been married now for 10 years. (laughs) I had visitors over and their kids liked my room because it had a massive bed that they could play on. We assumed they were in my room because we heard a bunch of noise. One of the mothers was about to tell them to be quiet when suddenly all the kids came inside from the backyard asking for snacks. The noise from my bedroom was gone. 
We asked the kids if they had been in my room and they said no because someone had told them not to. They didn't elaborate on who that someone was. Ooh, creepy. Yeah. And those were mine for the week. All right. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up. So I did hilarious dating stories. New guy at work was kind of cool, so I invited him to a house party with my close friends because we all like to drink and play games. We play strip poker or something, and dude literally takes his pants off first <laughs> and underwear second. Oh, my God. Dick out first time we hung out, shirt still on. Said it was the only way he played because he's no pussy. My friends were confused. I was mortified. I brought this weird ass to a party. We weren't even drunk yet. It was the second game. So anyway, we've been together for five years and got married in July. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Must have liked what they saw. <laughs> <laughs> Not really a date, but I invited a guy I liked over for a house party and was really nervous. I was really nervous for and got too drunk. Ended up puking my brains out in my bathroom, but thankfully he also drank too much and was right beside me puking in the sink. <laughs> Anyways, we got two kids now. <laughs> Had a date with the where this guy promptly told me his political views. I hated him so much, but was too nice to just leave. So I texted a cop friend to come get me out of the date. Cop friend proceeds to fake arrest me in the middle of the <laughs> restaurant. I have a feeling his version sounds worse. <laughs> I met a guy on Tinder one time because his dog was cute and we went to walk around the dog park. He kept sending me snaps of his close-up face with captions like, how cute am I? I ignored those. He then proceeded to call me a stuck-up bitch and threatened to kill me and make my daughter watch me bleed out. I told him off and then at the end of that, he asked me for $5 back for the cookie he bought me on our one outing. Then he asked if I wanted to see a movie with him. Never talk to him again. What the fuck? Also, while on the date, he continuously touched my face with a comment about how nice my skin was and how my body was nice for a mom and my hips were perfect for pregnancy. To this day, I think I escaped being a lampshade in his mom's basement by a nose hair. I think she's right. Holy shit. Yeah. She refused to leave a restaurant because it was raining. I offered her my umbrella, but she still said no. I asked and she confessed it's because she was a mermaid and that if she touched water, her tail would come out. I said I had to go to the bathroom and ditched. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. On a blind date, the girl orders Caesar salad and eats it with her hands. Uh, tell me she's, tells me she's not big into utensils. <laughs> After eating, she asks me if I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and invites me to confession. Oh my God, what? <laughs> <laughs> I went on a date with this guy. He carried in a gallon of water, in which, which is kind of weird, but he was a personal trainer, so I just chalked it up to him being a gym rat. Then he told me he doesn't drink tap water and strongly encouraged me not to either because he believed that there is a chemical in it that turns people gay. Then said, why do you think there were so many gay people that live here? We were in Austin. Then he made me watch a 20 minute long Alex Jones video about gay frogs and max volume in public 
which caused many people to stare at us. Oh my god. (laughs) What the fuck? I don't know. I once agreed to meet a lady in a pub for a date. I arrived and she sat with her six kids. I I bought them all a drink and politely left shortly after. Sat in a fancy restaurant and he hands me a condom with his face on it. (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) I didn't even know you could get those. (laughs) I didn't either. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Oh my god, I went on a date with a surgeon that I met through work and he took me to Wasabi and didn't eat himself but watched me eat. Then followed my car home with his lights off in the dark, thinking I wouldn't notice. (laughs) Then texted me, asking if I got home safely, yet he saw me get home. What the fuck? (laughs) Why are people so weird? Oh my god. This is really making me feel better about myself. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. I met this guy on Tinder. We met up at a movie theater. He didn't speak to me the entire time. He paid for my ticket and bought me a bunch of movie snacks. We just watched the movie, and after it was over, he gave me $50 and said bye. (laughs) What? That's fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah, but hey. I got a free movie, free snacks, and 50 bucks. Hell yeah. I'll go on a date. get caught with the guy following you home that doesn't think you know or <laughs> that you know he's behind you it's so That's weird true. you never know which one you're gonna get yeah <laughs> she wanted to walk to the bars near where i lived because it was nice out by the end of the night we were both pretty drunk and it was now a half snow half sleet snowstorm but she insisted on walking back to my place anyways Long story short, I woke up at the bottom of a hill near my apartment with two sprained ankles, phone dead, and had to crawl up the hill, wet and freezing, and walk home. Texted her later that day after overcoming my hypothermia. What the hell happened last night? She replied, sorry for pushing you down the hill. I got scared. (laughs) Hey, I got scared and had my mom pick me up. (laughs) I just left him there. What was she scared of? I'm so confused. I don't know. That's awful. Oh, my God. He brought his ex with him on the date, then later told me she didn't like my personality, LOL. What? What? Okay. Why would you still go on the date if he brought... I, his ex with him. What is she doing there? I That makes no sense. Look, a comment. Wait, you still had a date seeing he brought his ex? Seriously? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Went to lunch with this guy and in the first five minutes told me that both of his siblings were in jail. And then while driving me home, he said, let's take a longer route and goes to this lake in the woods. And there was a cemetery. And he looks at me and says, I'm not going to kill you. (laughs) Okay. Alrighty. (laughs) I drove an hour to hang out with a boy. And while we were watching a movie, I put my hand on his thigh and he instantly came in his pants. (gasps) Aww. (laughs) Aww, that's sad. (laughs) 
Not even really a date, but I was at an outdoor movie with a bunch of friends, felt something on my thigh, I was in shorts, and one of the guys, who I didn't know very well, had taken out a switchblade and was running it up and down my thigh. What? What? That is psycho. He couldn't pronounce the word Brie over and over again, and then he told me he A, slept naked with his dogs, and B, needed to go to the bathroom to fix his homemade foreskin restoration stretching rig. Um, That's the end of the date. Okay. <laughs> it was a first date with a guy I hadn't met, and he was already in the movie when I got there, so I went in by myself, thought I found him, and sat by him. Said, hey, he got up and walked away. It was the wrong guy. And then the guy I was supposed to be with texted me, LOL, I'm over here. Nice. We couldn't have stood up and said, hey. Seriously, what an ass. <laughs> At the movies, first date, his hand is on my thigh. Cool. Then he pinches me hard and I say, ouch, don't do that. He says, really? And immediately does it again harder. I shove him away and focus hard on the movie. He's still mystified why I won't see him again. What the fuck? <laughs> see, this is why I don't date. Yeah. We went to a local bar and started eating. He insisted it was a date night and his treat. His dad showed up, walked over and said, why is she here? And he goes, oh, she's paying for herself. I just gave her a ride. He left with his dad and I had to walk home. What? What the fuck? That's insane. The guy would moan every time after sipping his drink. The entire night I kept thinking how I'm being pranked for a YT video or something. Turns out he just moans. <laughs> Weird. Met the guy on Tinder. About three minutes into meeting him, he goes, Can you buy me water and a pack of cigs? I comply. I think I spent $70 because he kept pressuring me to buy him stuff and he didn't spend a dime. He kept farting too. Then he tried to catch a pigeon with his hands. <laughs> oh my gosh. She showed up to a bar in full 1950s costume and makeup and said she saw in my profile that I liked the show Mad Men, so she dressed like that. <laughs> that is psycho. Got set up on a date and she casually drops that she gets mad horny while dissecting people as an autopsy. Autopsy technician. Ew. Oh my god. Nice. We went to go see Warm Bodies in theaters. He chose he chose the movie and he proceeded to play Clash of Clans on full brightness the entire time. When I questioned him, he said that he had already seen the movie and was bored. <laughs> what? Alright. And this is my last one. He kissed me and pulled back and said, wait, there's just a little... I was embarrassed. I thought I had something in my teeth. He put his hand in my mouth and said, I think this tooth is wobbly. I was 19 with all my adult teeth. What the fuck? Okay, here's one more. <laughs> this one's stupid. Randomly whipped it out in my car when we were in the midst of a conversation. Awesome. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to assume all these people are liars because that is insanity. That is, people are fucking weird. I guess. I didn't think they were that, that's, that's crazy. That's craziness. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Send in your stories, uh, ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. 
You can look us up on Facebook, request to join the group, rate, review, and subscribe, and we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.